You are now chopping it up with the Nerd Barbershop Podcast. Thank you. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Nerd Barbershop Podcast. I'm Taryn Williams. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode and hanging out with me for a little bit. Also, happy holidays. This video, or this video, actually, it will be a video, but this podcast uh, will be coming out right around the holiday season. So, let me say happy holidays for everyone that celebrates, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, you know, whatever you celebrate during this time. Want to make sure you have a blessed, safe, and happy holidays. And so, since we're at the tail end of 2023, I want to talk about a little bit of the future of video games. Um, at the time we recorded this episode, the Game Awards was about two, three weeks ago. I just kind of want to talk about the future of the gaming industry and just kind of the way that I see it so far. And so the game, the game awards was actually really, really good. It's probably one of the better ones that they've had in a while. But there were like some surprising things, something not so surprising, like uh, God of War, pretty much won just about every nomination they had except for Game of the Year. That went to Elden Ring. Um, we saw like some really good trailers for stuff. I'm really excited about one again. I'm really, really excited about is, uh, replaced which is by a small indie studio, which was supposed to come out this year, but it got pushed back to next year because all the stuff that was happening in Ukraine, the studio, I'm pretty sure it's in Ukraine or, like, in that area, so they delayed it, you know, to protect the developers and everything like that and their families. They decided to uh, delay the game. But what I really want to talk about was there was kind of this uh, elephant in the room where Microsoft didn't have anything. This is, I think, the first year in a long time where Microsoft didn't show off a single exclusive. Like, there was no... Forza, no Gears of War, no Fable, you know, uh, no Destiny, nothing like that. There was nothing from an exclusive from Microsoft, which a lot of people was kind of weird about. Some people were like up in arms. I saw some comments talking about it. I saw some news articles about it. But I have an idea why that was the case, and I'll talk about that kind of at the back end of this episode. Cause I think that's kind of a really big spot. So we're gonna kind of focus on the first part on Nintendo and Sony. I think Nintendo, uh, Nintendo had a pretty solid year. Uh, Splatoon 3 was probably their biggest release that came out this year. I think there was a new Fire Emblem that came out. Uh, Mario Strikers. Uh, I forget what, uh, what was it called. Battle Charge or something like that. The new Mario Strikers game. Which kind of underwhelmed. But it was just so cool that it came out. But Splatoon 3 was definitely kind of ace in their hole. And of course, uh, they released technically three different Pokemon games. Pokemon Arceus came out at the uh, beginning of the year. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out at the end of the year. You know, Scarlet and Violet is pretty much the same game with different paint. We could call it two separate games. So, they dropped technically three Pokemon games in one year, which is insane. This is a crazy work schedule. So, that's kind of Nintendo. But they did pretty well. They did pretty solid. You know, they worked on, like, they added some more stuff into, like, their uh, Nintendo 64 virtual console, some other stuff. However, the biggest elephant in the room for Nintendo that we all know about is... Are we getting the Switch Pro? Are we getting a new Switch? Some new hardware? Because the Switch is coming, I think it's almost seven years. I'm pretty sure it's six or seven years the Switch has been out. And they haven't announced any new hardware, a new system, any new like any new anything. So that's really kind of weird. And I think people are all trying to figure that out. Like, hey, are we getting something? Like, is Nintendo just hiding it? They're just waiting to show it off. They're waiting for, like, you know, their own, their own uh, virtual like convention or you know one of their um fuck i forget what they're called now uh they're like their showcases a nintendo showcase or something like that i don't know but that's kind of elephant in the room for nintendo like they like you know they i forget the only thing splatoon 3 they win a game of the year or not a game of the year but a uh, a video game award from i think it was best family friendly multiplayer game or something like that which is cool but yeah and i think zelda's coming out next year so they got some stuff in the bag and of course the mario movie 
Super Mario Bros. movie, which comes out in April next year, which looks really, really good. Like, I could talk about Chris Pratt as Mario all day, just because it's just a little weird, just the way he performed it. He didn't have to be stereotypical Italian, but give us some, some character, some life. But it looks fucking amazing. Like, Illumination, like, they put their foot in that. Like, I can't wait to watch that. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, we'll see what Nintendo does. Now, for Sony, of course, the Sony had, like, probably the biggest year out of the big three, if you will. Because, of course, Sony had dropped, uh, Verizon Forbidden West came out. But, of course, the game of the, the game that a lot of people thought were gonna, was probably going to be Game of the Year was God of War Ragnarok. And, also, I think it's weird that they got so many video game nominations when the game literally came out, I think, a week before the V, like, two weeks or a week and a half before the Video Game Awards. And they got all these nominations, which is really, really weird. I thought Elden Ring should have gotten more, but that wasn't the case. And I just thought that was kind of weird, but I will, that we'll have to get into that right now. Um, and so, yeah, so that was just kind of, uh, what I was thinking about. And I'm really, really excited about, uh, hold on, give me one second. I'm actually doing something. If I can find what I want to do. Uh, okay, never mind. Oh, wait, no. I think I found it. Okay. Had to get rid of something really quickly. Don't mind that. Uh, but yeah, but Sony, you know, God of War Ragnarok was an absolute monster. We all kind of assumed it tore it. I think it won seven out of eight of his nominations or something insane. And just, there's going to be a God of War show coming out on Amazon. Sony, The Last of Us show is coming out on HBO. I think in January, they're working on, yeah, they're working on God of War show. They're working on The Last of Us show is, of course, coming out. Uh, Henry Cavill's doing a Warhammer show. So there's are some really good video game shows coming out. I think Sony really tore it up. But the one thing about Sony that was really, really big, and of course they started their play, uh, PlayStation like Stars program, which is like this reward system. And a lot of people are playing catch up to Microsoft, and Microsoft gets to get last. I got a lot to say about Microsoft. Um, so a lot of people are kind of catching the ad because they got rid of their original PlayStation Plus stuff, PlayStation Stars, and some other stuff. But the real one of the things was, which was really weird was a few weeks ago, they actually had an article that were talking about Sony talking about the PlayStation 6. I didn't really read them too much, and I didn't really get too much into them because it just seemed kind of weird where people are just starting to be able to get PlayStation 5s. And you're already talking about the PlayStation 6? Like, I know you always think about the future and moving forward, but it's like, PlayStation 5 has barely been out a year, and you finally got some. Some people can actually get it. And you're already talking about a 6, so I thought that was kind of weird. Um, and yeah, so I was just curious, like, what, what was that? Like, I didn't really read too much into it. But we'll see where that goes. And kind of the last part, if you talk about the big three in gaming, you got to talk about Microsoft. Like I kind of said earlier, Microsoft didn't really have a lot of software exclusives, you know. None really came out. No, you know, no, none of their big games really came out. But one that they've been doing and that they were really tinkering is Game Pass. And honestly, for the future of video games, I think Game Pass is the future of video games. And I was telling my uncle this, how one of my coworkers is, I think it's game, and I think Microsoft knows it, and they see it, and if you pay attention, Nintendo and Sony have both been trying to do their own Game Pass, you know, Sony has like the Virtual Console, they have like the Super Nintendo, and the, you know, uh, the N64 stuff, like they're trying to do their own version of Game Pass, quote unquote. Sony, of course, now every month you get free games, you know, they, you know, you get free games if you're a PlayStation Plus, um, subscriber, get some free stuff, but it's not quite the same as what Game Pass does, which is kind of insane when you think about it, and, um, and I think a lot, they're playing catch-up, and I think that's why Microsoft hasn't really focused on 
necessary video games. So they dropped some stuff here and there, like uh, High Life, I think is the name of the last game that came out, the um, the first person shooter made by the people that created Rick and Morty, which is done pretty well. It's on Game Pass. I think it's done pretty well. Got really good reviews. People are enjoying it. I think you know their book Game Pass is their baby, and they're really, really making that special, in my opinion. And I think that's something that Nintendo can't copy, Sony can't copy. And they're both, they're trying to play catch up to that. And Microsoft is so far gone with it that I don't think they'll be able to catch up. Google wanted Stadia to be Game Pass, but they just didn't quite have something behind it. Microsoft has been probably tinkering with this for probably like 10 years. They've probably been working on this for so long that they already knew that they had something special. And when they dropped it, it just made sense. Because if you have an Xbox, you should have Game Pass. There's no way you don't have Game Pass. You're already getting like, you already pay for like, you know, your subscription or whatever. You should have Game Pass. It's fifteen dollars a month or fourteen ninety nine. <clears throat> $15 a month. Let's just call it space, right? A month to have unlimited games with Game Pass. Also, if you have a PC and you run Windows, Microsoft Windows, you can get Game Pass on your computer. So you can pay I think it's ten dollars for the PC version, fifteen for the regular version. So it's like a five dollar difference. I had the PC version for a while. I got rid of mine because I wasn't working. I might get mine back. We'll see how that goes. But it's just worth having. Like if you play video games and you enjoy it, you have an Xbox or a PC, you should have Game Pass. Like if you have a PC, you should have Steam. There's no reason why you shouldn't have Steam. And honestly, the only thing that compares to Game Pass is Steam. Just in terms of just the volume of stuff. Only about Game Pass is you pay for it monthly. Those games are available just like, you know, Netflix. They're kind of becoming like the Netflix of video games, if you will. They're there. Also, if you have Game Pass, you download a game and you get rid of Game Pass, guess what? You still have those games, which is really, really dope. They're still on your system because you downloaded them, which I think is really, really cool. I like that feature of it. So, the Rhea, so Microsoft, this is their baby. And one of the things I saw was, I think, uh, the first person I actually saw talking about was uh, Alana Pierce. She mentioned it on YouTube, which she covers. Like, she's like all her video game stuff. And then she does like some news here and there. Was Samsung teamed up with Microsoft, and now all the new Samsung TVs are gonna have Game Pass installed on them, which is a game changer. I think she tried like a like a beta TV. She worked. She doesn't work pretty well. So they're still working on some of the kinks. But if they get that perfected, and you can get, you know. Maybe you won't get like, maybe get 1080, maybe 60, maybe like 55 FPS. Let's just say 1080, 60. Consistently on your TV, that's a game changer. So you won't need a console. All you need is a Samsung TV, a Game Pass account, and a controller, and you're good. So you, you know, you save space. Also, your Game Pass account travels. So let's say if they, because I have a feeling this is going to be a bigger money move, where if this works out, like, especially a lot of higher end hotels. We'll try those Samsung will try to get in the hotels. So now bam, if you're a gamer, they have a Samsung TV. What you gotta do is put in your Game Pass account. They have a control either you bring your own controller or they have controllers there. You, you know, bring in your Game Pass account. You can start playing your you know, because I'm pretty sure your uh, your data is saved in the cloud anyway. Say you know, put in your account, save it, go for it. You can keep playing your games through your Game Pass account. You don't even need to bring your console with you. Which can be sick. There's of course there's some things, there's some things that'll need to be ironed down stuff. But if Microsoft and the Samsung deal works and Samsung like increases their uh, volume sold because of Game Pass and more Game Pass uh, accounts are active because of Samsung, I think that's the future of gaming. I think that's what Gamefly really wants. It's what's I think Google saw it. Gamefly also kind of saw it, in my opinion. Excuse me. 
I think Google knew what was going to happen. They kind of saw it, you know, happening, but I didn't know how to get there. And I think Microsoft with Game Pass now has a roadblock to get to this idea of kind of cons- like kind of like, you know, Nintendo's virtual console, quote unquote. It's kind of what Game Pass almost is, almost like a virtual console. And Microsoft is ironing it out. So eventually, Sony will have their own. Nintendo will probably have their own. Well, Nintendo kind of has an idea of it. So does Sony too. They kind of have the, the they have the software to do it, but they might not necessarily have the um the infrastructure to really implement the way that Game Pass's infrastructure uh, Game Pass's infrastructure holds it down. So we'll see what happens. But I do think Game Pass is the future. I think that's where we're headed. I think a lot of places are coming. And of course, we have like the Steam Deck was released. I think it released officially this year, which I like. Which I want a Steam Deck. Like I don't necessarily need one because I have a Switch, but I do want one personally because I think the Steam Deck is really really dope. Also, the Steam Deck I think is finally Valve's answer to what they try to do with like the Steam machines and the Steam boxes, which both didn't do really really well. But the Steam Deck is like, it's right there. So a Steam Deck 2, when they iron out some kinks, it's a little bit slimmer, a little bit cheaper. They can make it a little bit cheaper for people. Oh, it's going to be, this is going to be nuts. Like, and I, I kind of advise you, like, if you don't have a console, get a Steam Deck. Like, if you don't have a console, you're trying to decide between Xbox and Nintendo or Sony, get a Steam Deck. Because Valve gets a lot of, because, you know, Valve gets a lot of those games eventually also i think you can put you can do some stuff where you might be able to get game pass on your steam deck i don't know if anyone has done that yet but if you can get if you can get steam uh valve or the if you can get game pass on your steam deck that's also a super game changer and you can emulate some games too and the steam deck does it pretty well like i get like the high expensive steam deck like the most expensive one but i think steam Deck does some pretty decent emulation too i watched a video with it you can do some pretty shit, some pretty dope shit with your Steam Deck. So keep that in mind. The Steam Deck is also a really, really, really dark horse. Like if you don't have a console, you can get a deck, like you can get like a dock for it to hook it up to your TV. You can play on your big screen TV. Oh, or you can, uh, you know, play a handheld. But that's kind of it. So thank you for checking out this brand new episode of the Nerd Barbershop Podcast. Thank you so much for support, uh, supporting the podcast this year. I know I haven't uploaded like as much as I wanted to, but thank you so much for rocking out and supporting as much as you can. I do have another episode that will be coming up really, really soon after this one, which I will be talking about Street Fighter VI, which I'm really excited about. I'm really excited. I played the game, a little bit of the beta, loved it. I am going to talk about that in the very next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for rocking with me. I greatly appreciate it. Again, happy holidays. Happy New Year as well, because we're almost at that time where 2023 is right around the corner. So, older than forever, slicing, dicing, gaming. Not just a motto, lifestyle. I'll see you in the next podcast. Later.